Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Today I want to talk about something and thank God um, the time is running very fast. I thank God for that. What he took from me. Now this is a, a topic that if it, does, it comes with a lot of emotions, mostly for people who have been abused in one way or the other or deprived, what it took for me. But I want to take you to another context, put it in another perspective. About Jesus Christ and the encounter you usually have with people. Do you know Jesus Christ, 10% of his funds came from women? Yes. Women that he did, he took something from them and gave them something. And because of that, they became loyal. Even to the death, it was a woman that still went to go and look for the, the, the remains of Jesus. Why? Because of what, she, what Jesus did for her. And I want to bring that into play. Um, if, you, if you have, please, could you help me? Luke 7, 37. Luke 7, 37. Now, this was um, something that happened in the Bible about a woman that came into the house of Simon, the one that was the leopard, I believe was the one that Jesus Christ healed, and she came with a calabash, you know, alabaster box of ointment. Now, look at, what the, look at what the Bible says about this woman. For behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. Now, let me just quickly fast forward so that I'll let you know. Now, some other version said the woman with a bad name. That even the person's house, Simon's house, that Jesus went at a point. Simon said, even the Pharisees, they said that if Jesus was a prophet and he knew who this woman was and how terrible of a sinner she was, that he would not, he would not even allow him Allow her to touch him. This woman had gone through issues. This woman had some pain, some struggles beyond words. And guess what? Everybody had already given her a name. The woman with a bad name. There was no solution. You see, you know, it is it's the same thing about the, the, the prostitute that was, the, uh, the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. Everybody accused her. They said, Terrible things about her, and they were doing it. Let us condemn this woman. And Jesus Christ said a very wonderful word. Any of you who has not seen on anything should be the first to cast the stone. And the Bible says, from the youngest to the oldest, they began to turn back. The same thing with the woman in you know at the well when Jesus Christ had an encounter with, and Jesus Christ told her something, and the woman was so touched. And she went around to call people. Why? You see, from these lessons, we can even apply certain things in relationships. And that is what I've broken down. You know, here, so the woman came and brought this box of perfume and just went and, you know, poured it at the feet of Jesus with her tears and her hair. She began to wipe the feet of Jesus. There was a lot of symbolisms there. 
Jesus Christ was very touched. But other people were angry. So lesson number one. When you have something of value, you are taking to God. Cut your ears from what people would say. When you take something of value, irrespective of how people feel, forget about whatever they think. Go to God. She came to Jesus. And she began to clean the feet of Jesus. And she began to do a, you know, cry and use her hair to, to wipe, wipe the, the, the feet of Jesus. And to Jesus, Jesus said, this woman has done a beautiful thing. She has come to prepare my body for the burial. And Jesus Christ told her, if you go to the descending verse, verse 50. Please go to verse 50. Please read through because my time is running very, very fast. Please could you go to verse 50. And he said to the woman, thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. She gave something, but Jesus Christ took something. What did Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ took away shame. Jesus Christ took away disgrace. All these women have mentioned, Jesus Christ took away lack of peace and gave them joy. It's for, for example, now you're looking at me now. You are telling yourself, God, I am tired. God wants to take something out from you. That thing that is making you tired, God is interested in it. He wants to take it out from you. Some of you, you are living, you are living the life of wanting to correct your father's mistakes. That is not what God called you for. God called you to be yourself. And after Jesus Christ, he told her, thy faith, thy faith has made thee whole. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me give you certain things that you should please write down. That certain points I, I noticed here is that the woman was a great sinner. She had a problem beyond words. Number two, everyone knew she had a bad name. Number three, she needed healing. And number four, her faith made her complete. If you are in a relationship and you cannot bring anything of value, you are not serious. If you are in a relationship and all you are waiting for is what you can collect. There's a name they usually call it in um, Igbo. Obiamberi. I hope I'm right. Abi. I don't count chop. Obiageli. If you are in a relationship and there is nothing of value, pack and go. This woman was coming to meet Jesus, yet she brought something of value. So before you get into any relationship, please. There must be value, 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 value. You must bring something to add to it. Don't say, if I marry now, ah, now this man, my money is my money. Our money is my money, is our money, but my money is my money. No, you must bring something of value. Why? Look at, this woman brought something of value to Jesus. But what Jesus Christ gave her back was beyond what she brought. If you invest into any relationship good things, you will get back good things. So we always tell young sisters, my sisters, my brothers, see, when you get into a relationship, it is not the time for you to explore your feelings. Some of you, that is what you want to say, "Ah, Pastor, I want to know, how will I know if the woman can perform? You won't enter trouble. Perform, perform. Some people don't get twins. Bring something of value. And what can you bring of value? Number one, the presence of God is key. The presence of God is key. You cannot be in a relationship without God. You know why? 
Because the Bible says God is love. There are many of us that enter into a relationship we thought that man, we can run it ourselves. Oh boy, you get to a point where you need God to intervene. That is why you need to marry somebody who has a regard for God, who is a believer. You know why we always say believers? It's because anybody who is born of God is controlled by the Spirit of God. If you are a young person and you don't have the Spirit of God, the devil is your father. That's the blunt truth. Because the Spirit of God controls you, you cannot go against God. You cannot. Those of us who are believers, who are believers, and we married there, sometimes your wife will do some things to you that you're not comfortable. I remember the, the time in my relationship when my wife offended me, I was so angry, I entered the car, I was driving. How can she just talk to me like this? Does she know who I am? And they talk. I guess if, if all, those, uh, all those traffic men saw me, they said, who do they talk to this guy? Who do they follow and they quarter? I was angry. But guess what? The only reason said, Patrick, take your car, revise, and go back. And I went back. He said, I apologize to your wife. <laughs> I said, okay, but I'm sorry. But I said, how do I know that you really mean it? You always say sorry. I said, God, see. <laughs> but why do I have to do this? Why? Because I have the spirit of God in me. You see, that scripture that says God is love, it's not a joke. It's not something you play with. When it says God is love, he said, even the Bible says that we should do good to our enemies. The magnitude of God's love. God is not a reflection of love. It's not, it's not an expression of love. God is love. So when he's your father, you don't have any choice. You must operate in love. So when I'm doing counseling and I ask the sister, um, is he Christian? Is he a born again? They say it's God-fearing. <laughs> God-fearing alone cannot make you survive. You need God himself in, in that particular that relationship. Because when God is in a relationship, he coordinates everything. The woman brought something to Jesus, but she was relieved of the issue she had. She did not have peace. And just said, peace has come upon you. Why? Because she brought her heart to Christ. Also, the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, that was going to be killed, Everybody, they wanted to kill this woman, including her customers. They want to kill this woman. And they brought her to Jesus. And Jesus said, where are your accusers? Go. Go and see no more. And these people, these women became the financiers of Jesus' ministry. Why? Because Jesus took issues out and brought peace. I'm speaking to somebody today. God wants to bring peace in your life. Peace in your life. Peace, you peace that will make you whole. Peace that will put you in God's perspective. In spite of how that marriage has treated you. In spite of, you see, another reason why we need to marry sometimes, let me put it this way. Another reason why marriage is important is because it is another way of God to teach us the love of Christ and the church. So it's not every time in the, in the marriage that you will, you will be always be receiving good commendations. But it should not stop you from doing what you are doing. Some of you, you are in the marriage, you don't know that you are a mentor. You are the one to mentor your wife. Mostly men. Men, hear this. Your wife is not a punching bag to express your physical strength. Please, in church for real, we do not beat our wives. If you are here and your husband is ministering physical counseling to you, please see the pastors or see me. It is not right. Do you know the Bible says we should treat our spouse with care so that our prayers may not be hindered? That's how peculiar a woman is to God. So if you offend her, all the bad things that happen, you tell your wife. 
God, you insult her. Then you want to go and pray for that contract. You will not get it. Why? Because she's hindering you. You need to walk in love. Because God has made you the priest. And the reason God has made you the priest is for him to come and have order in your home. So you must understand there must be something of value to give. There must be intimacy in this relationship. If you say you know God and you don't have your quiet time with God, I don't know how you are going to survive. You need to have intimacy with God. You need to have intimacy in your relationship. If you are here, you are a husband and you don't have time for your wife, my brother, is it when you are 84? You not be looking for companion? You need to have relationship, intimacy in your relationship. There must be mutual respect. I'm trying to be very fast. You must respect each other. It is very, very key. If you are in a relationship and the guy does not have regards for your family, he does not have regards for you, and the reason why you are in a relationship, you say, because I love, you don't understand. You know, I was so... I don't know when, it, when I was going, any, any woman I was going out with, Daryl, you can testify. I like to know you to your home. I like to know the way you treat your brother and your sister, mostly your mother. I have seen a relationship whereby the woman, the girl was insulting the mother and was using some abusive words. Some of us know, but I won't mention the person, but it, it, it's heartbroken. As in, my, my heart is heavy when I see a, a girl insulting the mother. Or a boy talking anyhow to the, the sister and say, you are crazy, I, I will slap you here. Excuse me. You think if you marry, the guy will be bringing tea to you in bed every morning and be singing song, romantic song. Baby, I love you. You say, ah, shh, this is the guy of my dreams. Oh boy, you go fry a cara for dream, wake up, see oil. <laughs> Because if there's no respect, that's a signal. I had a very wonderful, <laughs> a very wonderful <laughs> from one of our brother here. And to, to an extent, I agree. He said, marriage is not for everybody. Oh. The person is here and he's looking at me. And, and the truth, some of you, you're not, you're not matured. You're not matured. You think everything is sex? Your pencil, distributing things. You think that is everything in marriage? You must have control. The control we're talking about eh, is being, having being nice in the midst of pressure. Doing good even when you're not being commended. Loving your wife even when she doesn't treat you right all the time. Do you know when a woman is stressed out, anything she does is not really because she meant, she meant to do it to you. But it's just the way they are wired. She will tell you, leave here, I don't, I don't, I'm not happy. You say, look, look, look at this, who, who, who are you? Woman that, look at now. The woman go, go work for, for, for office. She stay inside traffic and come inside your house and pound yam for you and you think that yam will digest well, pounded yam with soup. Then you tell the woman, why are you just coming now? I want it, I want it hot, I want it hot. Yeah. You didn't say bone, not going to hook you for truth. You're not going to cough, they say God. Eh? Most of those of us that are believers here, um, um, leaders in church, our wives are our, our, our anchor of hope. And that is why we must respect them. That is why we must treat them with love. 
because one of the criteria of making a bishop is that you should have coordinated your house. Yes, yes. It's touching, it's touching somebody. Uh, those of you that is touching that is not talking, it is well, oh, it is well. It is well. You must coordinate your house. My son is here, is watching me. This is one, that is one of my daily tests, my son. Because I want him to have a good future. You are laughing. Are you laughing, David, or you are trying to, I don't understand you now. I love my kids. My son is a blessing to me and my family. I, I love my son. But I want him to learn the right way. You see, the thing about information is that if you learn the bad things, you will perfect on the bad things. So I want him to be a reflection of good things in the family. So David can cook. I'm saying this now. Camera is saying it. My son can cook. Of course, he learned it from the daddy too as well. Because we are the light of our world. We must replicate this. Because we want this world to become a better, better place. Above all things. See, if you are here, you are taking any burden that is not of you. Leave it for Jesus. You are not meant to carry burdens. I'm speaking to marriages right now that have been disappointed. Your husband has disappointed you severally. Your wife has disappointed you. I'm speaking to somebody. Your wife has left your house. And there's a void in you. And sometimes it brings you pain. God can heal you and wants to heal you right now. I want you to channel your energy, your focus back to God. He's the healer. I have seen marriages that were in the brink of divorce come back together because they acknowledge God. I have seen people who disregarded God and their marriage is no more. Jesus said, I am the way. It's the truth. It's life. It's the one that can bring everything back together. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. I want you to make, your, make a commitment to go to God rather than going to, the, to, to, going to the problem. Go to God and he will give you the solution to the problem. Praise the Lord. He wants to take your issues away and give you peace and give you joy and give you oneness. Can we all rise as I pray? Beyond words, there's what God wants to do in your life and in the life of your family. Some of you came as guests today to celebrate with our, our brother and sister. And along this message, God is speaking to you. You need to put your house in order. You need to put your house in order. Some of you that came for service right now, you need to put your house in order. When I mean put your house in order, let go of bitterness. There's somebody here, you have been treating your wife terribly and you don't know it has hindered so many things that you want to achieve. You need to go and walk in love. Father Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, anyone here that has been hurt, Lord, the tears that nobody sees but you see, I bring them to your throne of grace. The men here that have gone through things, Lord God, that they cannot, that, that they cry at night. Nobody has ever seen you cry. You move with this heartache because there's something you are saying, God, help me. Today, I bring your case to the throne of God. Father, I ask for mercy. I ask for grace. Jesus, I ask for you to take those issues away and give them life in the name of Jesus. If there's any sickness you are carrying right now because of things that have happened in the past, I set you free in the name of Jesus. 
If there's any bitterness you are carrying right now, I want you to release yourself. You have to walk in love. You walk in love. Baba, I thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus for your fullness. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because indeed you are love. Thank you for making us complete. And let your name be exalted. In Jesus' name I pray. God bless you. Put your hands together for God. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.